miss New Mexico Fell to earth in Baltimore, I know Not LA case in empty rooms Birthday cards in red balloons And me, I know, I know, I know, I know I invited Johnny Legs and Jackie O Yeah. 
again. Hello. It's Hannah Smith of Friends, aka Roadside Shaman on Instagram. This is a fireside chat. I'm sorry I've been <clears throat> missing for a few days. No, I'm not sorry. I'm trying not to say sorry out of reflexive habit or to provide some sort of social lubricant. I will say instead, um, thank you for your patience while we are under construction. <laughs> it's 5, 10 a.m. And I can't think of a damn thing to say. And so I decided I would just start my ritual and push record. And the pressure of expectation would hopefully, uh, you know, siphon a few choice words out of my yakky mouth hole since I tend to I tend to find speaking fairly simple usually yeah I've lit my candle I didn't mark my sigil on the metal ring, um, and that's okay. Maybe I'll write it on the spent candle, since it always like melts off and sticks to the wax inside the candle holder on the bottom anyway. I don't know, does that mean it's being transmuted in the process of the burning? Is it? being sending the energy of the day out is it activating my chakras or is it better to mark the spent casing so that I can actually read it I don't know there is no better or worse there's just what's done and not done but I've been up for almost <coughs> no over an hour now I've been up for over an hour now because I probably passed out too early last night. Because again, newsflash, not yet a ma I managed to, um, oh God, I just spilled coffee all over the counter. That's a nice big slosh, isn't it? Not quite yet managed to figure out the components or elements that need to happen in my uh, evening routine. Oh, shiza. Good catch. At least it didn't fall off the counter, clatter onto the floor. I think you have to get a new spoon. That would suck. Well, it's not that bad. I have plenty of clean spoons, but I hate waste. Sorry, I don't hate anything. I hate everything. No, these are the extreme thoughts that toggle back and forth when you try to put English into spiritual truth. Because English as a language is full of negations and paradoxes that make it highly inelegant for crafting. Warm 
fire, cool water. That almost tastes good now, doesn't it? Good. So, you guys know <coughs> that this, I mean, if you've been listening along, if you haven't been listening along, Welcome to this probably apparently random seeming nonsense that you're exposing yourself to for some reason. Um, I'm glad you're listening to my little audio journal. Welcome, welcome. But if you have been listening along, then you already know. You already know what a pickle I've been in with this, uh, sorry, my, my coffee is having an argument with my esophagus at the moment. I have to, like, remind it what direction things like to flow. <sighs> uh, body mechanics. All right, so if you've been listening long, you may have noticed, you may recall the specific effortfulness with which I am, uh, oh God, with which I am competing. <laughs> And it's not for lack of trying. I have really tried to complete this prescription in the past, you know? And in those past experiences, I got maybe three done, four done. I think maybe the most I ever got was probably four. Oh, excuse me. I always forget that it's probably not a good idea to blow my runny nose while I'm actually recording. Because you guys can't see the fact that there might be a drip of snot running out my nose. But you can hear when I go to deal with it. Hot enough yet? I like the way the hot water feels running over my uh, my hands in the morning, especially I've got a couple of joints of my, um, well, on both hands really, but my right thumb is the most deeply problematic, sorry, has been in the past the most cranky. It's doing lovely lately. It's been very happy and cooperative. I don't want to speak ill of my thumb that's trying so hard to 
be a good little thumb. Encourage my little thumb. Thank you for doing a good job. Where did I put the lid? Where is it? Oh. Now, why would you set it over on the other counter, nowhere near where you're working? What was the point of that exactly? Okay. Nice hot water in my hot water bottle. And my thumb does feel really good going into the hot water, though. I'm going to do it one more time. Just until it is like, no, not anymore. Come back, it's too hot. When we get to that point, so now disengaged. Focusing on the pleasure in my healing rituals, you know, because there really is a lot of pleasure to be found in these healing rituals and these healing routines. There is, there's a lot of pleasure to be found. Okay, you go into your little Cozy sleeve, Mr. Water Bottle. Madam Water Bottle. See, why are all of our honorifics so gendered? I would like some more casual, gender-neutral honorifics, por favor. Especially the whole, like, adult one of, like, Mr. or Mrs. Because then it applies some sort of matrimonial status. And, like, I just, I can't even with that. Oh, my God, that sounds so childish to, well, hey, didn't I say this is the time to get the complaining energy out of your system? There you go. I'm complaining. Mercury <coughs> retrograde for two more days. I got two more days of complaining window left. I'm going to use them. <laughs> I cracked myself up. Which is probably not that funny to y'all. Anyways. So... I've gotten um, is it 19? I think I've done 19. No, 20. Because there would be 21 and 22. So I'm doing one extra one because they're out of order. So I figured I should do a bonus one. Um, the prescription was for 21 days in a row. And I've really done my utmost to do one within every 24 hour period of a 21 day period I didn't quite get there because you know life happens people have stuff going on sicknesses come up grief happens you know 
people come in from out of town, travel happens. So, basically what I'm trying to say is that I followed through on this prescription as closely as I possibly can. Like, I really, I feel like I've done my utmost to follow the recommendations, to follow the protocol. And then I put this, I'm going to fold it a different way today. I want to get it a little bit lower down on my tum-tums and a little bit tucked down into my pooch, my hoochamagooter, my yoni. I know that that's like the spiritual community's favorite word for vagina and vulva is yoni, but like, I am not that into it. I don't like what the modern feminism and po sex positive movement calls it either that much. Pussy. Maybe because I'm not that fond of cats. I don't know. Um, but anyways, castor oil pack on my lower abdomen <coughs> and scar tissue. The bulk of which is squaw on my vagina, as we like to say. Well, some of us like to say that anyway. Sometimes when I'm very upset with someone, I threaten to kick them square in the vagina. And it, I don't really care if they actually have a vagina, because if they didn't have one before I started kicking them in that part of their anatomy, they would end up with one. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like... That's just something that, like, that's a phrase I save for when I'm really cranky with someone. <laughs> or irritated, or, you know. It's not for, like, every situation. Just some certain individuals just really, I think, would be uh, materially benefited from a nice, swift boot to the pooch <laughs> they just Betsy, Betsy DeVos could use a good kick in the vagina <laughs> sorry should not be inciting violence towards people no matter how terrible they seem to me from the outside <sighs> eat the rich sorry that was an outburst sorry 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 <laughs> I'm not going to say sorry, because I'm not supposed to say sorry. So I will say, guillotines happen for a reason, people. And I've been saying since 2015, probably, that it'll be Bernie or it'll be pitchforks. And I don't know. I'm just... <sighs> The whole thing of it.
Abundance is real. Capitalism is a demogorgon. So every time I take the time to rest and care and treat myself, I can feel the demogorgon of capitalism barking at me, slathering through the walls, you know, pulsating, pushing, pressing. I can feel the claws scratching at the back of my neck, saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's how I feel about that question. Mostly I'm converting carbon dioxide into oxygen. I know we need a lot of a lot more of that done around here. So I'm taking the uh, free-flowing, readily available, thankfully clear, lovely oxygen out of this random pile of gases around my face and I'm sucking them all up. I'm foraging and I'm going <laughs> suck up all the oxygen and I take it into my body and I send it down into my lungs deep into the furthest reaches of my alveoli and it's converted in there in that chamber it's transmuted I feed trees I feed trees that's what I do I sit here and I feed trees offer you the gift of air from my lungs, tuned till transmuted. One of my very favorite scenes in television or lines or exchanges in all of television that I have watched, that I've been able to engage with and see. I don't know if you guys watch Doctor Who at all. It took me a long time before I learned about it. It's not like I grew up watching it. I'm an American child, not a British child. And while I am a science nerd, and I watched all of the Star Trek and the Star Wars I could get my hands on, I, uh, I missed Doctor Who. I slept on that, hardcore. And I started paying attention to, like, cosplayers and memes, and I really started to fall in love with the universe and these characters just from watching cosplayers talk about them and you know reading tumblr feeds about how awesome the various characters were and I had one friend in particular that was quite enraptured with the show and I said what's the deal with this how do I get into this where should I start there's like 50 years of this bullshit I'm you know these are cliff notes and they uh 
they recommended for ease of understanding and appreciation to start when the show kind of like had a a reboot or a refresh um with the ninth doctor played by chris eccleston who i adore and i know that like he was only on there for one season but i don't care he's pretty much my favorite doctor i haven't seen the new one and i only have seen one season of peter capaldi's um uh um season so i can't really compare them but where it stands right now with the number of episodes that i've watched at this point in my life Chris Eccleston, number nine, might be my favorite doctor. I just, I don't know why, but I, I really liked him. I, li I liked his character arc. I liked the way he related to everyone, and I just liked his version of who the doctor was. Um, so at any rate, in one of his first episodes, it might even be his first episode. It's hard to tell now because it's been so long since I've seen it, but um, basically the doctor is a time traveler. He has a thing called a TARDIS that looks like a, a blue telephone booth, like to call the police in England. I guess that's what they look like. Um, but actually it's, uh, it's a spaceship. It's a time, time machine. So he's traveling through all of space and time and brings his, uh, earthling companion to basically a viewing party of the end of the universe I think or the, the end of earth it's the end of something big either the earth or a universe or whatever basically like everybody knows that this system is dying out like you know like supernova or star dying or whatever and so all of these you know dignitaries show up to bear witness, I guess. And so he finds himself in this big meet and greet with a bunch of, I mean, just picture like the United Nations or the G20 or whatever, but it's all aliens, right? That's the gist here. So like people are going up to one another and greeting and offering like specific diplomatic phrases and exchanging like actual physical gifts and doctor doesn't really doesn't really pay attention to that kind of stuff i think like or at least like i don't know he's too busy trying to like solve a problem you know figure something out kill a few daleks or whatever uh to worry about social expectations very often so he's just trying to get stuff done and so social niceties kind of go by the wayside but anyway, gosh, this is like the longest preamble to explaining the significance of this scene in the history of humanity, probably. But I want you guys to like be able to picture a little bit what this moment was. So like basically, okay, so he's a time lord. That's his race. He's an alien. He's a time lord. Very long lived and has lived many lives and is just brilliant or whatever. And so, but he's totally unprepared and empty handed. And he finds himself in this situation where he's greeted with a sovereign from a, a race of sentient tree people. Like they basically look like trees, like picture Groot, but with more 
humanoid features, right? Like if Groot and I don't know, what's the queen's name in, uh, in, uh, Wakanda played by Angela Bassett. I can't remember what her name is, but it's like, if you took her character, the queen of Wakanda and Groot and like they had a baby, that would basically be this alien that Doctor Who is talking to at this viewing party for the end of the universe or whatever. Um, and so she goes up and she offers him some gift. I don't even remember now what her gift was because it doesn't matter in my memory because that's not the important part of the scene. For me in my, in my remembrance, the important part of the scene is Doctor Who has this perfect response. Like it just shows how how much like he like he may miss things but he gets it you know like he gets to the heart of what's important I guess so um he's in this greeting with this you know tree person basically this tree queen tree sovereign and has to present a gift and he's like he doesn't have a gift I mean what can he do pull out a piece of gum from his pocket like here, you want my sonic screwdriver? No, can't. First of all, he couldn't offer her that. And secondly, what would she do with it? She wouldn't even know how to use it or, you know, blah, blah, blah. So what he does in the brilliance of that moment is he looks at her, he realizes who he's talking to and what would be a gift to them. What would be a blessing to this person? And so he just stands there and he looks at her for a second and he takes a deep breath and he just goes <sighs> just kind of like forcefully but not aggressively exhales that lung full of air like almost like a wafting blessing over her and you could see her immediately close her eyes and start pleasuring treasuring that coming in and when the air was expended he said I offer you the gift of air from my lungs like what I mean that's it I mean that is that's the most you could offer the blood from your veins you know, the water from my body. That's what you're giving them. When you, when you expel your breath and offer your breath as a blessing over someone, you're giving them everything you have. You're giving them what you need to survive. You're giving them the remnant of your breath. And it's got way more than air in it, especially once it comes back out of your mouth going in it's not just you know quote oxygen there's all kinds of gases in there and particulates and uh you know information comes in through that breathing and it's changed it's transformed okay the your body of water stirs up 
with all that air and expels a cloud of vapor. If you're, if you're in a, a dry area and, or, or if cold in the morning, step outside, breathe that fog out into the air. It's that hot water vapor that you're breathing out. And it looks like that all the time. It's just, if you're in a cold enough air, you can actually see the water vapor because, um, just, you know, temperature and your eyes work differently with different temperature water, apparently water reflects light differently at different temperatures. Oh, we know that's true because of ice and snow. I wonder if hot water is more transparent than cold water before it freezes. Feels like it would be because there's more space between the molecules. So it feels like if there's more space between the molecules, then more light would get through. But the more filters present means the more light gets through, according to Bell's theorem. So I don't know. I should look that up in my little like physics math book I have, although I don't know if they're going to have much on water refraction. Sounds like a question for the interwebs. So yeah, what else can you offer someone besides the gift of air from your own lungs? Is there anything, is there a better gift out there? <laughs> Fresh from the holidays. Ready guys? That's your answer for any time you're at a holiday party coming up because day two of Hanukkah, let's not forget. No, sorry. It's already the morning, so it's day three of Hanukkah. We've already lit the second candle of Hanukkah last night, so we're in day three of Hanukkah. And you know how many different festivities are happening this time of year, especially in an American household and family unit. There's a lot of, you know, work parties, school parties, aunt, uncle, cousin parties, grandma, grandpa parties, neighbor parties, town festivus parties, church parties, temple parties, yoga studio parties. There's just, there's all kinds of festivities happening. And if you find yourself in the somewhat awkward situation of feeling like you need to offer a gift or you want to offer a gift, I think that that blessing of breath is one of the most profoundly intimate gifts one could offer. I mean, you have to choose the recipient carefully. That, that whole moment went down well because the recipient knew immediately the value of the gift being offered. So that's all. Just, you know, cast not your pearls before swine. That's all. Don't, don't just, you know, breathe your hot, stinky arter, spinach artichoke dip breath over some random drunk person at a party. That, that's not what I'm suggesting here. I'm saying that if you find yourself 
in a moment where <clears throat> your favorite coworker, you know, that one who's so sweet and always, you know, covers for you when you're having a rough day, they come up to you and they offer you, you know, a little holiday chocolate or a homemade treat they made or some little tchotchke from Walgreens that they made them think of you, right? For some reason, you've got yourself in this moment where somebody is presenting you with a gift and you're like, you don't have anything. You don't have anything to offer back. I'm, I'm saying, what if we all just came to each other and say, look, man, all I have is what I'm carrying with me and all I'm carrying me at this moment is my breath because everything else is too heavy. I've had to let it all go. I've had to leave everything else behind. So all I'm carrying with me is the air in my lungs. Do you want some? Can I offer some of the breath that I'm carrying to you as a blessing? Would that be a blessing to you? I mean, what if we came together in a state of true transparency and just told each other how much we'd had to let go and leave behind in order to be there in that moment? And yeah, man, I couldn't actually carry one more thing. I couldn't pick up one more thing. Sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for your generosity. What I can offer you is the gift of air from my lungs. For it's all I bear with me at the moment. <laughs> bear with me. For all that I bear with me at the moment is my breath. My sacred breath. And I offer a sharing of that breath with you. Sure, you might get funny looks. But I bet you know somebody in your life who would respond well to that exchange. I bet there's somebody out there in your universe that would look at that and go, yeah, all right, that's so nice. Thank you, I appreciate that. That's lovely. Oh, I never thought of it that way. That's so sweet. You know, there are compassionate ears out there that would receive that grace in love, receive that gift in grace and love. There are, there are, there are some compassionate hearts out there that would open up and just blossom with a gift like that. So, if you find yourself in an awkward moment during this holiday season where a gift is expected, I will offer you my favorite gift the air from my lungs. It could work. It could work. <sighs> yeah. I think that that uh, 
might be enough, you guys. That that may just be enough. I keep feeling like there's something important I'm forgetting to say, but every time I try to reach for it, my brain just, I get the shack auto note. Like there's certain ideas when I try to recall them. I have this image of like, just Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal standing in front of that like thought path or whatever. It's just, nope. The hand just knocks it down out of the way. Nope. 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 Like, I don't know. My auto nope in my mind is Shaquille O'Neal. I think that's an indication of my age. So maybe there's nothing left to say. Maybe this is it. Maybe it's just about getting back on the proverbial saddle, doing one more recording, doing one more castor oil pack, seeking the routine, trying to find the elements for the evening routine so that the morning doesn't start such a scramble. That's what I'm... That's what I'm, quote, doing over here, besides converting carbon dioxide into oxygen. I'm trying to create order from chaos. Maybe that's what I'll read. Yeah, that's what I'll read. Because I read it yesterday. I was scrolling through my feed looking for something... I couldn't quite find it, and so I just kept scrolling, 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 and I happened upon this um, piece from, I want to say, maybe 2016, maybe, when is it from? Ah. 2017 but barely January 2017 so yeah it's it's a fairly aged piece <laughs> all right I'm going to read this one and then that's probably going to be it for today chaos come again make order from chaos Untangle gently each and every twist and knot of rancor and discord. Never yank or pull or rip. That is how we break things. Find the flow. Follow the path. Breathe with movement. Rest often. Rest more. Go back and try another way around. Take out the ties and start over. Comb and weave and plait and tie every morsel of your intention of love into your world wherever your fingers can reach. For what you weave, no other can untangle. That is our sacred duty. That is our holy right. And so I weave, I plait and comb, I untangle, and start again. I make order from chaos wherever my fingers reach. Come again, chaos.
Yeah. That was from January 28th, 2017. Trip out. Trip out. That was still when I was eating meat on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> Grief beef. That's what I called it. I guess when I was mourning, I uh, would want to commune even more intimately with sacred cow. God, why is there so much grief in my feed? I just, we've been through a lot the past few years, you guys, that's all. So just, you know, spoiler alert, you scroll down in my feed, you might get some sad spots. But there's lots of joy too. There's lots of happiness. There's lots of chocolate, lots of pie, lots of grittily, grit, grit, glittery, lots of glittery, clit. Okay, why can I not say these two words together? Glittery crystals, glittery crystals, glittery crystals. There we go. There's lots of glittery crystals in my feed. There's lots of beautiful colors. There's lots of gorgeous sunbeams. But there is a lot of grief, too. So just, you know, fair warning. Just letting you know what's available. And this one, too. These are not my words. These have been shared many times by many people. Um... I don't even know if the particular account that I found it on is the original author, so I, I don't know. I'm not even going to bother mentioning it because of that. Um, but this statement, I should do some research and figure out who actually wrote it. Oh, well, for another day. <coughs> That'll be for my episode of, like, fact checks and... Uh, uh, corrections that I plan on doing someday, <laughs> going through and listening to, oh, that's wrong, that's clearly wrong, you know, can we get a little fact-checked over here? Uh, no, no, we can't. I'm going to read this, because it feels important, because while complaint energy is strong, I want to also remind myself of appreciation, joy, gratitude, wonder, that's what I want to do because it is the complaint energy the past few days is present and active. All right, so here it is. While much of America seems to be getting more and more divisive, I'm going to be holding doors for strangers, letting people cut in front of me in traffic, greeting all I meet, exercising patience with others, and smiling at strangers. I'll do this as often as I have the opportunity. I will not stand idly by and let children live in a world where unconditional love is invisible and being rude is acceptable. Join me in showing love and respect to others. Find your way to swing the pendulum in the direction of love because today, sadly, hate is gaining ground. Love must begin somewhere and love will overcome hate. Imagine the difference if we each purposefully love a little more. 
I just got to keep loving harder. There's so much discord out there. So many questions. So what can I do except keep on loving? Just keep on loving. That's all that I can do is just keep on loving. And keep doing castor oil packs at 44 minutes in. Yes, sir. <sighs> Archangel Haniel. Quantum possibilities. All possibilities are actualities, everyone. All possibilities are actualities. So be observational, not judgmental. Be evaluative, not critical. Do more expressing than critiquing. Okay? that's plenty to be going on with yeah I'm glad to have this opportunity to share my process with you all and to archive this processing for myself I'm grateful to have this opportunity to archive this processing for myself and the gift that it offers other people in observation I'm also grateful for that. I do pray, wish, intend, hope, will it to be a blessing for others outside of myself. I already know that it is a blessing for me, so I want that blessing to expand and include others. Because I love you all. Jehololi means I love you. Chukma Chipisalacho means hello, I will see you. As the Chickasaw have no word for goodbye. I wish I met you further along, gave you my older heart. Still and strong But I wouldn't have a fight like I do today Oh, it burns for you, babe Oh, you got nothing on my tendency to be led astray Oh, took a blindside hit Show me the right way When your first steps conquer the street your eyes to the soles of your feet. May my body 
never learned to punch with my back against the wall Oh no, I gotta let it go Cause I can't be 